0: This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, Hopeland Church? I am excited to be here with you this morning. I hope you enjoyed our worship. We're about to dive into this word here. We're in part two of Jesus is Alive, and we're excited about this. So um, let's do this, right? Uh, So last week, we just talked about just scripturally how um, Jesus in truth is alive, and um, just shared some scriptures on that. And today, we're gonna talk a little bit more what that means for us. Like, because he's... um, Alive, because he rose from the dead, because God raised him from the dead. Uh, what is what does that mean? What, what what happened there? And I know we know this, but I just want to share just um, just a few scriptures as to uh, what that means for us. What does that really mean? Um, you know, it's kind of like because Jesus is alive. Now let's talk about what that means for us. So. Um, We're going to dive right in here. So let me pray, and then we'll get into the word. Uh, Father, we thank you for your word, and we just pray you speak to us. We pray for, um, Lord, the spirit of God to move. We pray, Lord, that uh, we receive revelation and that we're changed. And we thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for it, God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right turn in your Bibles okay to first Corinthians 15 verse 21 um, we're gonna start there and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move right through this message and here we go first Corinthians 15 21 I, I believe I said this last week online I know I mentioned it in person um, at our in-person gathering but if you want to look at just an Old Testament a starting point for the resurrection and uh and what that means and what that's saying and how, um, how it's connected to um, so many other things in, in the scriptures is, is start with 1 Corinthians chapter 15. That whole chapter really highlights the resurrection, okay? So we, we were there, we shared a couple verses, a few verses from there last week, so we're starting with one this week from here. But it says here, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 21, For since by man came death, it's talking about Adam, by man, capital N, talking about Jesus, also came the resurrection of the dead. Okay, so um, here we go. Um, Let's go to another verse here. I'm just trying to lay a foundation here before we get started. But because Jesus is alive, what does that mean for us? How does that that play out? What does that look like? So let's go to a, a couple more verses here before we get into some of our points here today. But. Colossians chapter two, verse 13. If You want to turn there, Colossians two, verse 13. And you, it's talking about us and all of humanity, you being dead in your trespasses and the circumcision of your flesh. He has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Okay, he has made alive together with him. Okay, let's look at another one here. Ephesians chapter two, verse one. So we read at Colossians 2, 13. Now we're gonna read Ephesians two, verse one. Here it is again. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Somebody say this with me. Say Jesus is alive and I am alive. Okay, and so before Jesus, all right, before um, he, uh, we encountered him, that, that, you know, before he rose from the dead, all of humanity are dead in their trespasses and sins. Sin is not just something that messes up our lives, as we know it does, depending on the type of sin Depends on what kind of mess you get in, right? Specifically speaking. But sin just isn't something that brings havoc to your life. Sin is not just something that says, man, it just it won't make you too productive, right? Um, depending on the sin, some sins in this life might make you productive, right? Um, the Bible says sin is pleasurable for a season. But this is the problem with sin, is sin makes us dead, Okay, we're spiritually dead because of sin. The Bible says, you know, in, in Colossians 2, 13, and you being dead, like we were dead. Okay, the problem is sin, why? Because it is death. It is death, right? The wages, Romans chapter three, verse 23 and 24. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Somebody say life, through Christ Jesus our Lord. And Colossians two thirteen, and you being dead. So positionally, what has sin, what did sin do to me? It positioned me in death, spiritually dead. Maybe going about my life, maybe being even successful in life, maybe successful or whatever. Um, and but yet, because of sin, we are dead. Okay, that's the problem. Does sin mess up and do other things? Are the results of that uh, tied to other things? Yes. But the real problem, the true position or condition that sin causes is death. Death in this life and death eternally. Separation from God. That's why sin is the problem. Because sin equals death. Sin kills. It destroys. Okay. Um, so coming to Jesus isn't just so we can get our life together although that happens coming to jesus just isn't so i can do this life better although that does happen but coming to jesus makes us alive okay that he was raised from the dead so we are raised from out of the out of sin and the the result of sin the condition of sin which is death all right so the resurrection. So, what does that mean for us? I know this is simple, but what does it do? Uh, what what does it make us as a result of the resurrection? Here's point one: We're made alive. Okay, so we're made alive, and so um, and, and and other verses too. You know, in, in, in Colossians two thirteen, and it says this. It, 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 there's other verses in the Scripture that speak of Him making us alive, as we read in 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty one. For since by man came death. what What? Sin. He sinned. He ate of the knowledge, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Separated him from God. Man died right there. Dead. Death. We got to pay a penalty. Judgment's over our head because we sinned. All right? And, and, but by man, capital M, Jesus, also came the resurrection of the dead. So because Jesus rose from the dead, We are raised and delivered from sin, the condition of sin and the result of sin. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus, all right? So we're made alive, okay? And so that word in the Greek, made alive together, it means to reanimate together with. So that word in the Greek, alive, actually is only used, that specific word, is used twice in the scripture, I believe, which is the two verses we just read we are made alive together he he because he got out because he overcame death hell and the grave we then are being been made alive and we overcome death hell and the grave hallelujah okay so know this what does a resurrection mean that we through faith in Christ receiving his grace we are made alive as well the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead quickens us, gives life to us, gives life to our mortal body. You know, he indwells us the same spirit. You understand, we are alive together with him, okay? Because we are made alive, all right? This is why we can praise we are made alive. This is why we praise we've been made alive the Bible says that the dead do not praise God. Why? Because they don't have a revelation of Jesus. The spiritually dead do not give God praise. Why? They have yet to be made alive. When you are made alive, when you have a revelation of Jesus, when when you receive him, you are made alive together with him. And the result of that is praise. That's why we praise. It's why we dance. It's why we shout. It's why we have joy. It is why we are hopeful. Why? Because Jesus rose from the dead and has made us alive. All right? Christians ought to be alive, spiritually awake. Why? Because Jesus The resurrected Savior has reanimated us as a result of receiving him. We folks, people of God, my brothers and sisters, because of the resurrection, we're made alive. Eternal life is the answer. Okay. And I've been mentioning this, that there are all these other results of walking with God that bless our life. And praise God for all these other things. But we got to remember that, um, the, the, the answer to our condition is the resurrection. It is faith in Christ. It is, the answer is life. Um, you know, um, discovering the, the Word of God and the knowledge of the Word and growing in knowledge of, of, the word of God and, 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 dis, and discovering different attributes and principles of the word of God and, um, knowing all the different aspects of walking with God or in all these uh, other, if I could call them maybe subcategories of, you know, uh, different subject matter and, 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 and various theology. Yes, praise the Lord, but those are secondary to the real answer to our condition. And the real answer, the main answer is that Jesus is alive and in him being made alive forevermore, we, when we receive him, he makes us alive together with him. Life, spiritual life is the answer. It is his life. It is the spirit of life. You know, the Bible says that, you know, the law... You know, this is in Romans chapter eight. The law of the spirit of life has made us free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah, it is life. It is life. It is, not, it, it, is it is. life. In the Greek, that word life is zoe, Z-O-E. Zoe life. It is God kind of life. Eternal life just isn't Living in eternity. It is the very substance of God, that He is the spirit of life. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead gives life, gives life to our mortal body. I I, I mean the the um spirituality is signified by life. That if somebody's got a bunch of Bible knowledge but they're dead, there's something um, requisite that they are missing, and it is the life of God. I, I mean, we talked about this last month about true spiritual maturity is joy. It it is the characteristic of God—joy and peace and life. I mean, you know, if if you wanna, if you wanna, you know, if we were to put a thermometer in a local church, life ought to be the main thing we measure somebody say amen, life, joy, peace, okay, all the other trappings of a local church, you know, praise the Lord, but they're just aesthetics, but the true substance of a church community ought to be life, that there is an impartation of life, there is, that the spirit of life, the the attitude the the expression like it's life it is living stones we are living stones we are not dead the dead don't praise praise and worship not music not just music not just good music but praise worship life all right come up out of of dead religion and get into Jesus because he's life. he who has the son has the life zoe the God kind of life the the you know the 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 the, eternal life that the the life of God in an individual in a local church community is is a taste of heaven it is a taste of it is a taste it is it is It is, you know, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is that? Life, the life of God. Spiritual life, spirituality is ought to be signified by spiritual life. All right? Spirit life, supernatural life, the Zoe life, eternal life of God. We're made alive. All right? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Here's the next one. Let's go to Acts chapter three, verse 26. Acts chapter three, verse 26. My first point, we're made alive. Look at somebody and say, I am alive. If the dead don't praise God, then the church ought to be full of some praise. Why? Because that's where the living are. The Bible says, right, that, you know, we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hallelujah. Life. Somebody say life. Somebody say this, say, Jesus, give me life. All right, Acts chapter three, verse 26. To you first, God, having raised up his servant, Jesus. Somebody say, Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. I'm gonna read it again, that first part of this verse here in Acts chapter three, verse 26. To you first, God, having raised up His servant, Jesus, sent him to bless you. Here it is, in turning away every one of you from your iniquities. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is my next point, folks. This is my next point. Is the resurrection gives us, okay, here it is, power to turn from sin. Power to turn from sin. Acts chapter three, verse 26, to you first, God, having raised up his servant Jesus. That is the foundation of our faith right there. With, because that happened, everything else comes after. Because of that, because that happened. If you ever notice, as he's in the scriptures, whenever it kind of mentions in some of these letters, um, and here, here it is in Acts, Um, Peter preaching this uh, you know and so having raised Jesus from the dead then it then it kind of talks about the results of that because he raised Jesus from the dead and it goes on sent him to bless you and turning away every one of you from your iniquities power to turn from sin turning away this is what the resurrection does and this is what this word means really when it says the resurrection has done this, that Jesus was raised up, so now we are blessed to turn away from every one of you from our iniquities, to turn away. It means to rebel, that we have the authority, the power to rebel against the devil, to rebel against sin, to turn away, to depart, to separate from Okay, to to turn apart, like, so what it's saying is uh, really, it means to turn apart from a previous point, to rebel from something you previously were in. It's speaking of, of us being involved and entrenched and overwhelmed by our sin. And yet now, because of the resurrection, we now can rebel, turn, away from sin and iniquity, okay? Um, And this word, it, it emphasizes the personal involvement. My personal involvement where I was in my sin and now empowered by grace. My personal involvement in turning away from it. Hallelujah. I was dead, but now I am alive. I was blind, but now I see. Because God raised up Jesus, we now are blessed and empowered by him to turn from where we were, to turn from that, hallelujah. Turn from our iniquities, all right? And iniquities is another word for sin, but this is what iniquities is, and I'm gonna give you the definition. This is what iniquities is. It's a Greek word panos. And In iniquities mean it is a it is a word for sin, but it is a specific explanation or definition of sin. It means pain or laborious trouble. Anybody been there? Pain-ridden evil. This is why the resurrection is the basis of of our faith is because we are made alive. We now, hallelujah, by God's grace, can turn from the pain of sin, from the laborious trouble of sin, from the pain-ridden evil of our life before Christ. All right? Um, it really means iniquity is pain. Plain and simple. That Jesus has blessed us turning every one of us from pain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And, and this really speaks of kind of this pain, this trouble that, that that sin is and causes is that it brings us into toil and drudgery. Okay, that's what sin does. Sin will destroy us. Sin uh, not only wreaks havoc in our life, but it makes us dead. Thank God that the resurrection has empowered us. God has done this where we can turn. Hallelujah. I love how this is worded to you because there's so much grace in this verse. And let me read it here again. I'm gonna read it one more time. But Acts chapter three, verse 26, to you first, God, having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away everyone. I'm telling you, if we have truly encountered Christ, we will turn from sin, right? this doesn't take away the fact that it is tempting at times. But if we are constantly tempted day in and day out, and we are constantly in this deep, dark fight of sin, something is wrong. Because the cross, the resurrection, the Holy Spirit now with us, it says here that he he, he turns us, turning away every one of you from your iniquities. I mean, when you see him, sin doesn't look good anymore. When you encounter him, that's that garbage doesn't look good. When you encounter life, death is not something we want to get involved in. Come on now, I'm not saying we aren't tempted. I'm not saying there isn't times of struggle But there must be a definable reality that we have in turning to Jesus. He looks a lot better than my past. Come on, somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to the next verse here. Hebrews chapter one, verse three. Hebrews chapter one, verse three. It reads, who being the brightness of his glory in the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins. Hallelujah. He by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. I'm telling you, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus has purged us of our sins. What does that mean? You know what that means? That's just what that word purge means. It means to lighten the ship. It means he has taken the weight, the burden, right? The Bible says, you know, um, lay aside every sin and every weight that so easily besets us and run with endurance the race that is set before us. This is what the resurrection has done. It's speaking of when he came, died, was buried, rose again, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. What did he do? What did this do for us? Purged us of our sin, lightened the ship, took the burden of sin away. Hallelujah. And so here it is. What has the resurrection done? It has purged us of sin. He's taken it away. His blood has washed us. And and, and and this is just another way of saying it right here in Hebrews 1.3, speaking of Jesus, purged us of our sins, lightened the ship. Hallelujah. Romans chapter six, verse 11. Romans six, verse 11. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves To be dead, indeed to sin. Why? Jesus conquered it already. I'm sure you've heard the phrase, we fight from victory, not for victory. What does that mean? That our spiritual fight, even our battle, it has been won. Jesus rose from the dead. So he has conquered and has the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He has conquered iniquity, sin, transgression, and he has paid our debt. He rose again. He was raised for, because of our justification. Hallelujah. So reckon yourself dead to sin. Sometimes we gotta reckon it. Sometimes he did it, but we gotta reckon it, okay? It is a reality. It is the truth, but we gotta reckon. That's why it says, likewise, you also reckon yourselves indeed dead to sin. What does that mean? That means decide conclude in your own mind and self it means to think this is what it means it means to properly compute and take into account reckon come to the bottom line I am dead to that stuff why because Jesus became it for me and it could not hold him and he rose from the dead because he rose we shall rise because he rose we rise out of sin we are dead unto sin all right, we, we don't need to live in it any longer. Praise the Lord. So you got to reckon it. He did it, but we got to reckon it. How many of you know that devil will try to lie to us and deceive us into thinking that that is still a part of who we are and that is just how I am? No, Bible says, reckon yourself, decide, conclude, come to the bottom line here yourself and you have to decide, no, I am dead to that. I am alive unto God. Hallelujah, somebody say amen. I am alive unto God and I'm dead unto sin. Reckon yourselves, decide, conclude, and and come to the logical computation, take into account, come to the bottom line, bring to yourself to reason, to the logical conclusion, to the decision that you are dead to sin because Jesus has conquered it and he has risen from the dead. All right, so how have we said, what does is, what is, what is the resurrection mean? Oh, uh, we've been made alive. Everything else comes out of that. You've been made alive. You've been made alive. Alive unto God. Alive. He has made us alive together with him. The life I am in and the life that brought him out of that grave is no different. I am alive together with him. He overcomes sin. I am empowered to overcome sin. The eternal life we will experience in heaven is the eternal life we're walking in right now. It's no different. Come on now, we're made alive together. All right, power to turn from sin. He has turned us from our sin, turned from it. We've turned, we've repented, we've turned. And he has purged us. Not only have we turned from it, But he has taken its hold out of us. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Thank you, Jesus. All right. Hallelujah. All right. He is, his grace has empowered us to turn from it. And his grace and resurrection has delivered us from it. He not only has empowered us to turn from the temptation, but he has delivered us, purged us, and taken Away the law of sin and death and judgment against us. Hallelujah. We have power to turn from sin. And the resurrection has purged us of our sin. It has taken the burden of sin from us, off of us, and out of us. Somebody needs to thank God that Jesus is alive today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Here we go. Here's my next verse here. Romans chapter six. Romans six, starting in verse four. Actually, it's only verse four. Here it is. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. See, we deserve to die, but he did it for us. But in him doing it for us, we, 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 through, you know, it's kind of correlating baptism here. But think about this, therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death. Reckon yourself dead to sin. He died, therefore my old nature died. My sinful nature, he died for it. My old nature died, that old Sean's dead. That old nature's dead. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Why? The resurrection. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Therefore, old things have passed away, all things have become new. Hallelujah. Lay aside the old man and his desires and put on the new man. Who's the new man? Created in Christ, resurrected, new. That you know, it, it, therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death. My old nature died 2,000 years ago on, on that cross. Buried. Hallelujah. He died for sin past, present, and future. He became sin for us. He became a curse for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. He was dead so we could live. God died so that dead humanity could live. Hallelujah. When he died, we died. When he raised, we raised. Therefore, we were buried with them through baptism into death. Hallelujah. That just as Christ was raised from the dead, look at somebody and tell them Jesus is alive. That, 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 that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should, we also should walk in newness of life, hallelujah, what empowers a believer to walk with God, the resurrection did, hallelujah, that we should, if your old man is dead, your new man is alive in Christ, you're a new creation, you're a new man, you're a God man, you're a God woman, you got Christ inside of you. You don't have to live in sin, walk in sin, uh constantly live under the guilt and shame of sin. That is the old nature. That is the old man. That is before Christ. Now in Christ, you're alive. You're a you're you're a worshiper, you're a prayer warrior. Come on now, you're a praiser. You know, you got life. The dead don't praise. You're alive. You ought to give God praise. It baffles me, if you are in Christ, you ought to have a praise in your mouth. If you're a believer, you've come from death to life, the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of the son of his love, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. I'm telling you, there ought to be a praise in your mouth. You, There ought to be a shout in your mouth. Why? Because it's church culture? No. Because, oh, that kind of church likes to get loud? No. Why? Because you're alive because you're alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. Praise the Lord. Sin died. Old nature died. Iniquity died. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Hallelujah. It's a new walk. I got a new walk. I got a new strut. You know what I'm saying? I got, I got resurrection, life, swagger. Come on, somebody. I am walking in the spirit of God, being led by the spirit of God, walking in the spirit. I have been set free from the law of sin and death. The spirit of life has set me free from the law of, the, uh, of, 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 of spirit of, uh, uh, of death. I, I think I just totally just dist- destroyed that verse I just quoted recent earlier. But in Romans chapter eight, for the law, I'm gonna say it right now. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. From death to life. Why? Jesus has been resurrected. We are resurrected. Living epistles living stones, walking in newness of life. Hallelujah. The resurrection leads to a new way of living, all right? Because I am changed. My lifestyle, my attitude, my mindset, my imagination are all definably new in Christ. My position has changed in Christ. Therefore, my walk changes. My conversation changed. My, 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 my conduct has changed. My outlook has changed. I have the spirit of life in me. Hallelujah. What is the last point here? What is the last point? What has the resurrection done? It has given us, here it is, the power to walk right. Hallelujah. It has given us the power to walk right, okay? All right, this is what the resurrection has done, folks. Plain and simple, we're made alive. We're made alive. We're made alive. The spirit of life in Christ Jesus. He who has the son has the life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes on him shall not die, perish, but have, 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 not will have, but have, present tense, have eternal life, the Zoe kind of life. So we've been made alive. We have power to turn from sin. And I'm gonna say this, He has turned us from iniquity. He has turned us. When you encounter Him, you will turn. When you see Him, you will turn. You will turn. The resurrection has purged us of sin. It's lifted the burden, the weight, all right, of sin from our lives, and the resurrection has given us the power to walk right. Father, I just pray for everybody here today, and I just thank you, Lord, for for the resurrection. We thank you, God, for life. We thank you, God, that we are living stones, that we thank you, God, that because you rose, we praise. Because you rose, we shout. Because you rose, we pray. Because you rose, we forgive. Because you've been raised from the dead, we bless. Because you rose from the dead, we have received life. We have received mercy. We have received grace. Therefore, we are life givers. We thank you because you rose. From the dead, we are empowered to live in your kind of life, to have eternal life, to speak life and impart life and to truly be dead unto sin and alive unto God. I pray, God, that we walk in resurrection life, that we walk in the spirit of life, that we walk in the life of God in the here and now. In Jesus' name, I pray. And everybody said, amen. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.